Welcome to the Authority Hacker Podcast, the place to learn field-tested, no BS tactics to growth hack your online business, and finally, live life on your own terms. Now, your host, Gael and Mark. Hey guys, this is Mark, and I want to welcome you to a very special edition of the Authority Hacker Podcast. Today is January the 1st, 2017, and this is going to be part one of the Authority Hacker New Year Starter Series. It's a series of seven podcasts, one per day, and we're going to be taking you through everything you need to know to get your profitable authority site up and running get traffic going, link building, all the good stuff. You can find the show notes, links, and resources for this and all the first seven episodes at authorityhacker.com forward slash starter. Today's podcast is titled The Authority Site Model 2017 Edition. I'll be joined by both Perrin and Gail today, and we're going to go over why we're so excited about this business model for 2017, as well as sharing some actionable tips about how you guys can grow your sites this year. Before we start, I also want to personally invite you to a free training webinar we're doing on Sunday. It's a new webinar, brand new material for 2017, which we've never run before. And in it, we're going to reveal the exact techniques which Perrin used to turn $2,000 of his hard-earned cash into an authority site worth over $200,000. So if you're still trying to figure out this authority site thing this year and need some help or you're just thinking of maybe starting a new site then please do come along you can sign up at authorityhacker.com forward slash webinar the first webinar is as i said on sunday the 8th of january at 9 p.m london 5 p.m new york and there will be a second session the next day as well if that time zone doesn't work for you all the details are on authorityhacker.com forward slash webinar and now let's get started with today's episode so, Gail, Perrin, how are you guys doing? Okay, a little bit hangover from uh, New Year's Eve, you know? It's your birthday. <laughs> well, we are recording for January oh, 1st, Perrin, right. FYI. Yeah. <laughs> but it was my birthday. We are recording on December 12th, actually. Let's be honest with people. Pretty good. Yeah, there's no way we could do this on January 1st. <laughs> <laughs> we are all lying in our beds right now, recovering. So, yeah, pretty good. So let's start off, get straight to the point then. I want to ask you guys separately, like, what is an authority site? How would you go about defining that? I come from a niche site building background. And so so that's where my mind always begins. When I think of an authority site, I think of something like a niche site at its core, but with other business models stacked on top of it, that is more of a What's the business model of a niche site, like, oh, you generally... For me, that would be an Amazon niche site. So okay. I suppose there could be lots of niche sites. But And we're going to get into this in just a second here. But when I say niche site, I mean something relatively small with one business model about one narrow topic. So mm-hmm. for me, that's Amazon, but there are people who build niche sites with lots of different business models. An authority site to me is something that develops into a long-term asset with lots of revenue from lots of different resources and then lots of traffic sources. And then because of all that stuff mixing together, it has a higher potential or a higher ceiling over the lifetime of the asset. I'd say niche site as well. Like people building niche sites, their goal is not to have one niche site. It's to have like many of them. 
And, you know, like, for example, if that person focuses on AdSense, then their goal is, back then it was like, make $1 per site per day or something, right? And have like 100 sites or 200 sites. And usually, you know, you build that site and then you leave it. You know, you, you really don't touch it very much after you're done building it. Whereas authority sites, they tend to be, you know, ongoing work. There's always more stuff to create and add and expand. And, you know, rather than having a hundred sites that create a dollar a day, you try to have, you know, several business models, as you said, that stack on top of each other. Additionally, if you want to, it's possible to create some kind of community around your authority site, whereas around the niche site, not really, right? Yeah, I think because you're, if you're just creating a hundred sites and then kind of leaving them after you've got them up and running, they're not going to be that particularly enthralling or amazing. So I think like having that, having a site which is a trusted, up to date, reliable, an authority essentially stems from like the kind of structure of how you're, you're going about creating it as well. Yeah. And that's one of the things as well. It's like when you build a niche site, you don't update them. You don't, you care less about the user. Let's be honest for a second. Whereas when you build an authority site, your goal is to grow that site over time. And as a result, you need to be more in check with like the quality of your content and the, you know, how genuinely you hate people that actually land on your site. You need to get them to come back at some point or get them to subscribe to your email list or, you know, overall make a good impression if you want to grow as a site. So it's definitely slightly more challenging, but um, the benefits as we'll talk about in a second are probably a lot higher as well. Yeah, for sure. And I think the thing I would add on to that, that all that kind of points to is just the approach you take to it. So if you're building a niche site, especially if it's more of an old school version of a niche site, you really treat them as like churn and burn types of little dinkers that you can build in a week or two weeks with an authority site. And uh, I say this as someone who's made the switch myself, you start to treat them more as a business, you know, so you have bank accounts for them and you have, you know, you're hiring services and employees and that sort of stuff. So I think with authority sites, aside from all the stuff that we talked about just a second ago, there's definitely a different approach also where you're approaching it much more like a business. Yeah. One thing I want to say though, is like a lot of authority sites used to be niche sites, right? There's no shame. And, you know, we do that ourselves starting being essentially an Amazon site with some differences from the way a lot of traditional niche site owners do build their websites. But overall, you know, you can start small and then grow bigger over time. There's no pressure to be big on day one. And that is, you know, what scares a lot of uh, newbies away. It's like they look at like health ambition. There's like hundreds of pages and tons of stuff going on. There's like ads and pop-ups and there's like email sequences and there's also affiliate marketing going on. And there's like some ads as well, like, you know, some paid ads sending people back to the site, etc. And they're like, wow, I just can't do that stuff. And, you know, the truth is we started that site with... Something very simple like posting once a day and really no plan essentially. And we figured it out as it went. So because you work on these longer, they tend to end up being more complicated and having more things, but it doesn't mean you have to be amazing on day one or have like all these things on day one. It's just kind of like uh, something you tend to or you try to go towards to it. Yeah. So Gail, you mentioned healthambition.com, which is one of our authority sites. Do you guys have any more just for people who may be thinking, oh, what does that look like? What does an authority look like? Do you have some examples? So it really depends. Like there, there will be different types. And by the way, I don't have that question on my notes. Uh, 
it really depends on the kind of sites that you want to go for. So like if you are like, if you want an example of an authority site that is focused on like reviewing stuff and makes money that way, like Outdoor Gear Lab was a good one. I think they have Baby Gear Lab as well was a good one. They do, yeah. If you want a site that essentially supports an e-commerce store, something like the Bulletproof, Bulletproof is pretty cool. And if you're on sites that, you know, sell info products, well, you can just look at Atari Hacker. That's essentially what we do. We provide these free podcasts, free content, and then we sell courses that supports the site, essentially. So different types of authority sites, and you can mix it up. So like House Ambition, for example, we do advertising, we do reviews, and we sell our own info products as well. Uh, we don't do e-commerce, but you can essentially mix and match all these things. Okay. And why should someone get excited about authority sites? Why is it n- not just another way of making money online? What's special about it? Farron, you, so you're very, can, yeah. go for it. Yeah. Here's the big draw for me. I think it gets me past what turns off a lot of people, which is just the amount of work you have to put in up front. But one of the things that is best about authority sites for me is that the ROI is really just crazy, right? So the last site I built I started with $2,000 and then when I started to make money, I was reinvesting. And then over the course of the site, you know, I spent maybe $20,000, maybe a little bit over. And now that site is worth, you know, over $200,000 plus all of the money that I've made over the history of the site. So I'm no math whiz, but that's like a thousand percent ROI or something. So you might calculate my time into that, but that wouldn't make a big difference. But in terms of, an investment. Building a website, because there's so little physical stuff involved, the money you can make back if you're successful, especially if you're doing it for a long time in a white hat sustainable way, it just blows everything else out of the water. So like real estate, stocks and bonds, there's just nothing that can come close to the ROI that you can get from building a website if you're successful. If you do it properly, yeah, I was going to say. So there's always risk, but the thing that really attracts me to the business model is just the money you can make per dollar you put in. That is a good one. Another thing I want to say as well is um, what is nice, and especially for people that come from a job background, right? You know, when you have a job, you get paid a fixed salary, maybe some bonuses sometimes, and you have your yearly review and you get a small increase every year, but it's, it's pretty stagnant usually unless you get a big promotion, whereas... Authority sites have these kind of compound growth going where like the bigger they are, the faster they grow and the bigger, the faster they grow, the bigger they get, et cetera. And it's like you get this kind of like compound growth in your revenue that's very exciting. So like, you know, this year we made more than double what we made last year, et cetera. And I hope next year we'll make, at least this year, we'll make double what we made last year, et cetera. So, you know, it keeps adding up and it speeds up quite a bit. And that is quite an interesting one. And I think as well, that for people that are in the tech community and, you know, follow all these startups that sell for a lot of money, et cetera, authority sites are the non-techie startup opportunity. So like, you know, if you're not a coder, if you're not a developer, if you don't have any of these, you know, tech skills that would be required for you to be part of a very successful startup exit, then authority sites may be for you. Most people can learn that stuff. It's not rocket science. WordPress makes things very easy. Link building, you know, once you get the hang out of it, it's fine. And, you know, putting content together, if you've been to school, you should be fine normally. And I actually know a bunch of people that haven't been to school that do really well as well. And you can make these seven or eight figure exits 
Uh, I mean, you heard Perrin build the site in like 20 months that is worth like a high six-figure number. Yeah, so if you dream of that million-dollar exit or something, that is definitely something that you can achieve with Atari site, which I think excites a lot of people. And Yeah, I, I yeah. think a lot of people, they see Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat and these, these big companies, you know, with multi-billion dollar valuations and they're like oh that'd be awesome but it just seems so out of reach and it is because not only do you have to be brilliant and smart and at the right place at the right time you have to be very lucky to be in that situation it's much um, less likely the, to make a to make a, a startup like that succeed than exactly. an authority site you know the chance of making an authority site succeed is is probably a thousand times better than the chance of making a tech startup succeed, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, and overall also, like, you know, on top of the potential interesting exit, the revenue from these sites is very stable. I mean, stable and usually slowly growing or fast, depends on where you are, like growing. But, you know, it's something that you can pay your bills with. It's not, you know, there's a lot of online marketing stuff that is just like up and down and, you know, you make a thousand dollars this month and you make zero and Google bans you and all that stuff. If you build your site following all the rules and, and you can definitely do that, then the income is fairly stable. I'd say it's not less safe than having a job where you can be replaced at any point. So I think that's on top of building an asset, essentially you could replace the income of your job, which makes it possible for people to make the time to build an asset. And additionally, I think it's something that you can be proud of. Like you can build a site that really helps people, that really brings value because you spend all that extra time over people doing niche sites, etc. It's something that can also be fulfilling as a person. So if you're not happy with your job, if you, you know, wish you do, did something that was more meaningful, if you wish you worked in, in something that you're passionate about, etc., it's definitely an opportunity that is realistic in the sense that you can make money and at the same time do something that you enjoy. So, you know, all of this together, I think makes it a pretty good business model. Yeah, for sure. And I think maybe one thing that we skipped over is that it's just fun. Certainly the most fun I've ever had doing any kind of work. And when you start to succeed at it and you start to get excited by it, it becomes kind of like the ultimate game. So I know at least Gail and I are gamers, but and I don't know if you are, uh, Mark, but I, I love, yeah. there you go. Yeah. So I love gaming and I love like puzzles. And like when you start succeeding at internet marketing, it becomes like the ultimate puzzle, right? There's always a problem to solve, there's always a way to get better. And you're, reward isn't like gold coins but it's like actual money in your bank account so that makes the which work could be gold even coins, some of the you know? <laughs> yeah if you wanted to <laughs> not, right? so um, so basically it's like an mmo with no level cap that's yeah. exactly what it is yeah it's not just a bunch of stuff in bags in your inventory or whatever it's houses and cars i actually bought it back to put all my tech stuff in it so it's kind of similar on the subject of gold coins, then how exactly do authority sites make money then? And how do they make money in 2017? I mean, as I said, when I gave the examples, there are many ways to make money. And authority sites are not necessarily defined by the way you make money, but rather by the fact that, you know, many companies end up being product centric, but authority sites tend to be niche centric. So they, they, they cover everything related to a topic. And then whenever there's an opportunity to monetize while covering your topic, essentially, you jump on it. And there are several ways to do that. So, for example, you can use advertising. And the way you use advertising usually is creating content that just answers questions for people. So, for example, if you are in, I don't know, the woodworking niche, then maybe 
some people will ask, you know, how can left-handed use whatever tool? And you write an article about how they can do that. And then you can put ads around and monetize this article. And, you know, it can take some time because advertising is definitely the lowest revenue type of uh, monetization, but it's also the most passive. But eventually, you know, we have articles on health ambition that made five, six, seven thousand dollars that cost us twenty five, thirty dollars. So yeah, can- and it's quite tends to be quite stable as well once you sort of get there. Yeah, that is one of the first ways you can make money. Another way uh, can be just recommending products through affiliate marketing. So let's get back to woodworking. Maybe some people will ask what are the best woodworking tools for 2017. And they type that in Google and you have a blog post that essentially ranks for it with a link of uh, to a bunch of tools that you recommend personally. You kind of add your value by making a personal recommendation. That's what you do as the website owner. And, you know, when people click and buy, you get a commission. And a lot of people use the Amazon affiliate program for that. You can use many other programs, but the Amazon one is definitely the most popular one. And finally, you can sell products. And selling products is, you know, it can be physical products. So if you have this woodworking site, you could be selling actual machines or you could be selling information. Information tend to be courses. So, you know, like uh, woodworking 101, how to not cut both of your hands when you start woodworking. That would be my first course. Uh, I'll probably lose both my hands producing it, but uh, <laughs> that would be an example. So essentially that is... The main ways now, you know, there are many declinations of all of the, of these three main ways of monetizing, but it always falls back to one of these, I'd say. Uh, something we've kind of developed or, uh, I don't know, structured in, in, in the past few months is this concept of different stages of authority site, which is quite kind of tied to the monetization. Yeah. Do you want to talk a bit about that? Yeah, I guess I'll talk about it because I kind of like wrote it down, but essentially, the idea of the stages is, I was thinking about the people, the average reader of Atari Hacker, right? It's like people have a job, they have some money, but you know, they can't build the huge authority site they may be dreaming of right away. And so what we had to figure out is we had to figure out a path for people to, to get there, but in a way where the website pays for itself as soon as possible and, you know, eventually develops into that big authority site. And so, that's when we came out with these three stages. And stage one, there's, there's essentially stage one where you essentially build an affiliate site. We found affiliate marketing. If you check out how to make money blogging blog post, we found affiliate marketing is the highest return investment form of monetization. It's like, you know, people were making 600 and 660% ROI or something when uh, they used affiliate marketing for monetization. Ad was like 143% and products was like 450, something like that. So everything's profitable, but what was the most profitable was affiliate marketing. And so what we found was like the most direct way to make money with affiliate marketing is usually what we call on-page sell, i.e. blog posts that sell stuff. So an example of that would be these best food walking tools for 2017 blog post. If you can actually get that to rank in Google, which tends to be quite easy using a variety of tactics, and I'm not going to run through that because otherwise this podcast is going to last two hours. You know, you can rank for all these things. You can build content that actually helps people, and that's very important if you want to be an authority site. Like, this kind of content should not be focusing just on selling, but also on building trust, and making high-quality recommendations is definitely a great way to build trust. And, you know, having a lot of that kind of content on your site, that starts generating money early, 
Then when you get on stage two, essentially you have a bunch of that content. Then you focus more on expanding content that answers questions that you might monetize more with advertising, etc. And it's not necessarily advertising, as I said, was something like 154%, if I remember the numbers, in terms of ROI. So it's profitable, but your site is already profitable. So you can go for lower return investment types of monetization. But most importantly, you are switching your site from a site that just recommends products and essentially is an affiliate site to a site that can now be seen more as an authority because it gives that free information away. And also because you have all these kind of like do good content on your site, building backlinks to your site, which is extremely important for your search engine optimization, becomes a lot easier because people link to informational content in an easier way. And as you grow these kind of informational content, you can do things like build an email list and also engage a Facebook page and essentially build these mediums that allow you to directly communicate with your audience. Whereas before you were essentially focusing on having them land on your site from Google. So you will focus on like email lists and you will focus on Facebook pages and social media a little bit more, etc. And you can also monetize these channels by essentially, you know, sending affiliate offers to your email list, also promoting these kind of articles that promote affiliate products on your social media, etc. And that's essentially how you push the monetization. Then stage three is essentially the final stage of your authority side. And usually that's when you release your own products. Now releasing your own products is definitely the most challenging part of building websites. You need to process credit cards. You need to create a product or deliver it and all these logistic nightmare that you need to deal with. Customer support. Yeah. And so like when you reach that stage, you should be making good money already. Like we're talking five figures usually per month. And so like you do that and that's usually what can take you to like these six figure months type website by running your own products, like not being the affiliate, but being the product owner, having other people promote your products as affiliate. I usually start pay-per-click as well and all sorts of different types of traffic that essentially allow you to expand a lot what you already have. And because you still have your review type content, because you still have your informational content that gets you emails and gets you, makes you money with that, you know, that blanket income essentially finances all of that. So that is the three stages of authority sites that we have put together and we're going to put a page. I'm not sure it's going to be released exactly at the same time as the podcast, but we're going to put a big page that essentially summarizes all these stages so that it makes more sense for the reader slash listener. Yeah, we'll put some examples of stage one, two, and three sites in the show notes for this episode as well. But I just want to say that you will, for sure, if you search around, find plenty of examples of people who are doing this in a different order. A lot of people yeah. start with uh, creating an info product like before they even have a site up. For example, and there's no completely right or wrong way that people have had success doing it back to front. But the way which Gail mentioned, at least in our experience, seems to be the most efficient way to actually get it done. Like I find a lot of people spend time creating an info product and then like, oh, now I need to create a website. And then by the time they actually get to generate traffic, they sort of give up. Yeah, Um, I mean, especially when you're like on like you don't have six figures to spend, you know. We need to focus on actually producing a, a quick return investment and start having the, at least the website pay for its own bills, you know, even if you don't pay yourself out of it, et cetera, like just so you can finance your growth. And so that's why we found affiliate marketing was the best one. Then 
the info content was essentially bringing the backlinks that was making the affiliate marketing content rank higher in Google. And at the same time, you can also build your email list, make money with us, etc. And that was easy as well. And then you do the product when you make good money. So yeah, that is yeah, and I think I think as well, keeping focused and like just achieving one of these things is pretty key. We actually have an entire episode in two days' time on the third, dedicated to what we call avoiding shiny object syndrome. So I think following this structure is really really helpful to actually getting to where you need to to be. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about traffic now. Um, how does one get traffic to their authority site? How do you go about doing that? I'll let you go, Perrin. I talk way too much. <laughs> yeah, sure. So there are, of course, a bajillion different ways you can get traffic to your website. You can get it from social. You can buy traffic. The way we typically like to focus on it, just because it, it tends to be our area of expertise and for most of our successful case studies that we have produced, both for Health Ambition and for my sites, it's been an organic effort. That means search engine optimization. So... The way that tends to work is that you write blog posts that are targeted to keywords that people tend to search for on Google. Nowadays, it's even moving into topics that people are interested in. You publish content on those, then you build links to your site. And of course, there's a big process to this. I'm just kind of running through it quickly here. Build links to your site, which is a marketing effort. Those two things combined, if you do them both properly, so if you're creating good content, that's targeting low competition keywords and you're building good links from good sites and enough of them, then what tends to happen is that your content will start to show up in Google. And if you're doing it well, it's showing up higher. And because it's showing up higher in Google, people will find you and go to your site. The people who are searching for those keywords will find you and go to your site. Now, this is a long process. It's not something that happens overnight. And this is honestly what turns people off from authority sites sometimes is that it does take a long time. So if you're starting a site in January, unless you have a huge budget and you're doing everything really fast, it can take sometimes over a year to see results. Typically, it's like in the 6 to 12-month range. So websites can get traffic in lots of different ways. When you start, when you're a stage one site, usually we focus on SEO traffic and then sort of move into the other traffic generation methods as we get into stage two and stage three. The reason we like to do that is because SEO tends to be the cheapest form of traffic generation. And when you start to rank in Google, if you're following all the rules, you tend to stay there for a long time. So it's also a sustainable and relatively passive form of traffic generation once you achieve it. After you're doing that and after you're making money from it, you can move into stuff like social or maybe paid. Yeah, I just want to add to that as well that what this is, I guess, another benefit of authority sites is it link building is much easier when you have a, a proper authority site that looks credible and is actually solving people's problems. It's not like you have to sort of beg, steal or pay for links. You can actually follow all these white hat organic techniques and have a lot of success. And they're actually cheaper than PBNs. I just wanted to say like we... <laughs> yeah. On health ambition, like even outsourcing the whole process, our links cost less than $10 on like really high authority site. Like I was literally just checking the, the link report for this week for health ambition when Perrin was talking. Sorry, Perrin. And like we got a link on like davidwolf.com, which is like DA70 site. And that cost us less than $10 to get that link. So, and we didn't pay for the link. We are like, it's the process of outsourcing that cost us that much money. So yeah, when you do it properly, it's really quite powerful, actually. 
Yeah, and on the seventh uh, of January, we're going to have a whole episode about SEO and link building. So we'll get into that in a lot more detail then. But when it comes to actually spending money here, so I'm not talking about buying links. I'm talking about spending money on your site. There's obviously a bit of budget. You know, it's not free to create a website. What kind of investment are people looking at at the lower end and the higher end? What's the what's well, the range there? First of all, it depends on how much coffee they drink. But assuming your coffee consumption is, is not too crazy, we'd say like technically you could start with very little. You could start with a few hundred dollars and still do it if you did everything yourself. However, we don't recommend that. It's just outsourcing some of that process is going to save you so much time that trying to save that money is like it's less productive than getting a job and making that money and then outsourcing. So what we recommend is you have at least a thousand dollars to spend. You don't need to spend it all in one month. So even if you don't have that cash today right now, it's fine. But like over the next maybe three to four months, having a thousand dollars to spend for your new website is what we tend to recommend. We recommend actually to have more money if you can. A thousand dollars would be like the minimum spend essentially. And uh, what kind of things are you spending the money on there? What do you group into that? Can uh, I maybe jump yeah, in here? Yeah, you did that lesson actually, so go for it. Yeah, <laughs> I did that lesson and I also, I think, have gone through the three stages of budgets or the three types of budgets. So like extreme austerity. So the first site I built, I spent maybe $350 and I wrote all the content myself. I only had 20 articles on the site and then I bought some links, which is a bad idea, but that's what I did. So, and that site was fine. It was making a, a few thousand dollars a month. Second site I bought was in the middle of sort of the minimum recommended budget that we outline in our courses and our blog posts and stuff, which is a thousand dollars and what we think is probably the optimal budget, which is around five thousand dollars. So, the second big authority site I started, I spent two thousand dollars up front, but I still ended up writing lots of content myself. And that site did really well. Now when I start sites, I'm looking to spend in the tens of thousands of dollars range just to make everything go faster. So what do I spend it on, which was uh, Mark's question, is almost entirely content. So when you get to a level where you have some room to grow, you can set some money aside and start paying people to help you do the link building and stuff. But if you're coming in at $1,000 or even $5,000, most of that should be going to content because first of all, that's the most time consuming thing and it's also the easiest to outsource. So as far as the return on that money, content is usually going to eat up most of your budget. Even when I'm looking at at bigger projects that are getting over the five-figure mark for an initial investment, like three-fourths of that money is going to content. Of course, when you start building links, there's stuff that you're going to need help on, like maybe paying a VA to find email addresses or whatever. But most of the time, those expenses aren't nearly as high as what it costs to buy content these days. Yeah, so I think in summary then, it's fair to say that the biggest variable here is content. If you're doing all the writing yourself, it's a few hundred bucks maybe a little bit more depending on how how big you're on the link building and that but when you're spending tens of thousands of dollars is it fair to say that like 90 plus percent of that is on outsourced content so for my latest project it would be like four fifths so what's that 80 okay. percent yeah yeah i mean 
when your budget grows, it's usually that you, you buy more content. Like, you know, if you talk about the non-content budget, it's a couple hundred dollars to start with usually. Yeah. And you don't have to spend all this money, you know, on day one. It's kind of, uh, yeah. you, can, you can spread that out over time as well. Okay, great. So anything else you guys want to cover on the authority site model 2017? Not really. I think the, the, the three stages is what I wanted to emphasize. Like we've been working really hard on, on that stages model so that our listeners and our readers can essentially get the best return for what they're doing in a realistic way. And we are actually going to talk about this more in the coming weeks. So uh, I'm sure you guys will be looking forward to that, but that's basically it. Just before we go, I want to remind everyone once again that we're running a free training webinar. The first one's on Sunday and the second one's on Monday. If you guys want to know how Perrin grew his site using $2,000 of his own money, turn that into a $200,000 authority site in, I think it's just over a year, then head on over to authorityhacker.com forward slash webinar and sign up. It's 100% free and you can get all those tips and tricks on Sunday.